and welcome to another iTalk business with uh, TUI. Um, I am um, uh, yet again delighted to, to have with me uh, uh, my uh, friend for many, many years now, I think, and um, uh, now working with Midrange Dynamics as their development and solutions architect, Scott Clement. Hi, Scott. Hey, Paul, how are you today? I'm I'm pretty good, and it's it's kind of cool, Scott. I know people can't see this, but I'm I'm looking at you on camera here, and I'm admiring that fine shirt you're wearing, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. And a good old RPG and DB2 Savage shirt. <laughs> it's, I don't have to keep it from wearing out anymore because there's no more conferences to go to. So, yep, I can exactly. wear it all the time now. <laughs> Okay, so so Scott, today we are going to be talking um, uh, mainly about, about REST APIs. So um, I think maybe a a good place to start is maybe fill if you can fill us in on on what you see as being sort of the relevance of REST APIs of of, of where they fit into the the scenario. The relevance of REST APIs, I think. As IT people, we're kind of used to thinking of REST APIs as a way to integrate things like web pages and mobile apps. But I think from the perspective of some of the more senior people, the managers and executives and just business people within the company, they don't necessarily realize what REST APIs are and why their company should be investing in them. So REST APIs are all about communication and communication specifically between programs, usually across different computers. And that's very important as more and more applications get moved into the cloud. And you still have other applications that are on premises. You need them to be able to communicate with each other, but not just that. Think about where we're going. So if you work in the warehousing industry, there's no question that you're considering doing more automation with robots. Or if you're in manufacturing, of course, you're probably already using robots. Think about Amazon's warehouse. They've got robots going over these huge warehouses and picking the product and bringing it up to workers to pack up orders. How do these robots know where that inventory is located or what inventory to go get? they use a REST API to communicate with a backend system of records. So that's where IBMI comes in. IBMI is probably the best, most stable situation in the world or system in the world for, for running your business, keeping it running efficiently, um, having all of that, that backend records of what, you know, the, the heartbeat of your company, what's going on with everything going on in the company. So things like robots can communicate with REST APIs, things like mobile apps and web pages, when they need to look up what's happening with customers or for a customer to look up the status of their order, just so many different ways. And also for sort of traditional EDI type tasks like communicating orders to vendors or customers communicating orders to you and integrating computer to computer type mechanisms. It's it's hard to it's hard to do very much today because so many systems are involved and they all communicate with each other. 
and REST APIs are the safe and secure way for us to do that. Traditional ways that people have used like FTP, a file back and forth and then launch some process is not very secure. Something like opening up your database, like providing like a direct JDBC or ODBC communication between systems, it's fine in a protected local area network. But once you go beyond that, the problem isn't that they're insecure, but the problem is that if somebody does break that security, they have access to everything, not just what, in the case of a REST API, you have access to only what that API does, where with a database driver, if you somehow break that security, you the whole system is open to you. So REST APIs are where we are today in terms of communication, and it's exploding with all of the things going on in the world. Yeah, if I can throw in on that, uh, Scott, I mean, I know you didn't mention it in there, but of course this whole, whole as people venture into AI and everything as well, a lot, like most of the AI stuff has been done through REST APIs of communicating with AIs. Right, unless you're running the AI yourself on your own computer, which yeah, yeah. almost nobody is doing except for the, yes. the AI company themselves. So if you want to communicate with GPT-4, you're probably going to use a REST API to do it or Watson X or something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So Scott, tell me then, of, you, you know, with all this REST stuff, um, sort of generally, so so what, what kind of thing is our mid-range dynamics doing in this area then? What do we do with REST APIs? Our flagship product is MD Change. And the, the core part of MD Change is MD CMS, a change management software for IBMI. One of the things that we have found, though, is that more and more our customers are part of a large enterprise, and that large enterprise can't use MD CMS across the board because they have many other platforms besides IBMI. So they want to use something like Git on the back end, or maybe something like Azure DevOps, something like that to put it all together. And so what we have done is we have integrated our product with all of these other solutions, with ServiceNow, with Jira, with SonarCube to do analysis on your code, to do uh, Azure, to and another Git-related servers, Git, uh, GitLab, GitHub, uh, Bitbucket, so that you can have MDCMS do the local IBMI work and communicate it all out. And this is one of the things that has given us a tremendous competitive advantage over our competitors because no one else is doing that. And the, the way that we're able to do that is by having MDCMS communicate with REST APIs. And internally, we also use REST APIs for our, our graphical front ends. So if you're using something like VS Code as a developer, which I, I think we're all going towards. If we're not there yet, I think that's where we're going. Our change management software needs to communicate back to the IBMI to work with the core change management. And the way it does that is through REST APIs. Uh, in our actual REST API product, MD REST for I, of course, provides the same functionality towards customers, but we're using it ourselves uh, to enhance the rest of our products, the rest of our products. 
stop. <laughs> so, so basically, you, you are actually drinking your own Kool-Aid here, Scott. Yeah, I I know exactly how I like to make my Kool-Aid, and so I love to drink it. <laughs> and it is so, so sweet. All right, this is getting <laughs> off track. <laughs> Okay, well, I, I I think it leads us in a little bit, Scott, because I think if I remember correctly, the last time we spoke, um, you were just sort of coming, or maybe just around uh, release one, really, of that revamp that you were doing on uh, the REST 4i. Okay, so do you want to bring us up to speed on all of that and what's been going on and and maybe some stuff that might be in the works? We decided to hold back on that and put a lot more into it. And originally when I was talking to you last time, I was talking about just revamping the the, the framework that the customer programs use. And we've decided to revamp our generators. So if you're not familiar with MD REST for I, the concept is you can basically tell MD REST for I what your payload should look like. And there's several different ways to do that. The sort of most standard way is to provide what's called a swagger or open API document. So this is a JSON document similar to the WSDL documents we had in the days of SOAP uh, that you can just upload to our, our web interface and it will generate programs to call the APIs. It's not just that. For example, if you have a database table on your IBMI that has the layout of the fields that you want to send in your REST API, you can point it at that and it will generate the API. Or you can copy and paste a parameter section of RPG of an RPG program. And we're also adding a support for COBOL as well. You can also uh, do like a JSON payload just the payload portion without it being a swagger document. So the idea behind this generator is to make it dead simple for anyone who wants to use this, this, you know, this fantastic framework that I was talking about last time. Um, that's, you know, 16 times the speed of the, of the previous ones. But now you can just say, this is what I want to create and it will generate the RPG code to do this automatically or COBOL code as well. Uh, to do this automatically, and we've been working really hard in fine-tuning that to make that RPG code as elegant as possible and the COBOL code as elegant as possible, so that all you have to do is write your business logic, the you know the parts that are unique to your company, and get that in there, and that's that'll be it, and you'll be able to both provide and consume any API. It's very very versatile. So do you see it as sort of a game changer, Scott? For for businesses, I mean, in terms of 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 um uh, bringing them up to speed or put another way, keeping them in the race. I think REST APIs themselves have been a game changer and will continue to be as more and more companies adopt them because that integration that I was talking about earlier is so critical as we move forward in the future, more and more 
factory automation. Um, we're going to have driverless cars. We're going to have robots doing things for us. Uh, we're going to have more stuff stored in the cloud that we're going to need to communicate with. We're going to have more stuff on mobile apps. We're going to have more stuff available to customers through the web. All of these different things make REST APIs themselves a game changer. And what MD REST for I provides is a way to make it easy if you're an RPG or COBOL developer that you don't have to spend, instead of spending a couple of hours maybe for an expert like me or days or weeks for someone who's more uh, less familiar, divide, you know, creating your API. Now with MD RESTFRI, it's minutes to put that out there and it contains things like documentation systems and stuff like that to just create a real enterprise choice and the alternatives that are out there right now just don't have the versatility and I don't want to name names but I know one particular very popular API solution that IBM provides with the system it's nice but it's just not versatile enough you can't you can't go out and say I'm going to call ChatGPT or I'm going to call Watson X or I'm going to call uh, Azure DevOps and just point that at it. It it just isn't versatile enough to understand it. Mm -hmm. So we provide a solution that can do any aspect of APIs where our competitors just can't do that, and we we do it in a way that's easier than anything else cool so um uh and yes because i have actually had a glance um at it scott and uh yeah it scott does not lie <laughs> but so listen scott i, I want to be, be, be before we finish up on this there's uh one other thing i want to want to uh to um maybe ask you to chat to us about and um and it's something um, that that as I now veer off into my retirement, that this sort of becomes a, uh, a an interesting topic because it's the other end of the chain, which is sort of the new people and that coming on the platform. So do you want to talk a little bit about uh, about mentoring? I am so this is what I look for. This is what like makes me want to come into work every day is is mentoring young people. I just get so much satisfaction out of it's it's almost like being a father right you know when you're a parent you have your kids and you watch them grow and you watch them develop and get better and that's kind of how i see mentoring except you start much later in the process obviously and uh, i just i just enjoy so much and when you go to the different conferences or online forums or what have you and you talk to companies what is going on, what are your biggest challenges? What you hear over and over and over again is people are retiring, more and more people are reaching retirement age, and we can't find anyone to fill their shoes. And you just keep hearing this over and over again. So there are plenty of people going into computer programming and IT, unfortunately not nearly enough are going into IBM I. So, my thinking is what helps is to bring someone from another walk of program walk of life, I want to say, but it's not really a different walk of life, just a different programming language on a different platform 
and they've already proven they have the mind for programming and that's really the the key element but then just sit and work with them and watch them learn the platform watch their delight as they start to understand why I love this platform, why I love these you know, languages like RPG. And I get so much satisfaction out of that. I just, I just love doing that, working with young people. So through Commons New to I or N to I program, I'm working with several mentees. Uh, outside of that, uh, I've worked I had my my son I was mentoring over the summertime, and I I intend to continue that. I want to bring in another mentee to work with me at, at mid range, um, and I just feel like it's so many people right now that that I'm trying to mentor like four people, but then on top of that, what I really have been doing as well in my free time is I've been doing robotics. I think robotics is very important to our future. I, I don't think anyone will argue that point. And our high school robotics team, my son was a member of it last year. He's graduated now, but I stayed on. And so I've got all of these kids that I just, I just adore working with them and I'm teaching them to program and in this case, program a robot rather than IBMI. But it's, it's hopefully going to eventually turn into them being interested in what I do and moving into to that down the line. So just I just get a lot of a lot of satisfaction out of working with young people and bringing them into to the world of computers. And I think especially IBMI when they see what's so great about this platform. Yeah, I and uh, so I'd like as you know, we, we, we've had conversations along these lines before, Scott. I mean, I, I know exactly exactly what you're talking about obviously it's from my my training side but it's um but yeah yeah it's um well, there's yeah, that so, happy you know, dance you do right when you when you get your program yeah. working and it does yeah. exactly what you wanted it to do and no one else has done that before that you kind of do that happy dance i just yeah. love that yeah 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 it, it is so uh please keep that up so listen, Scott, we, we've reached the end. Do, do you have any final message you want to pass on to people uh, apart from telling them to go and check the website and uh, and check out rest for I? Well, that's obviously a big thing for me right now, since that's the business that I'm in. Uh, if if you can check it out, uh, if you're in North America, it's www.md-na.com or the rest of the world, it's midrangedynamics.com. Um, but aside from that, I want to wish you well, Paul. I know that you are embarking on your retirement, and I'm, you'll probably have a much better life than I do from here forward. But I want to wish you good luck. <laughs> Thank you, Scott. Thank you. I appreciate that. OK, well, I, I think that's a good note to leave it on, everyone. And uh, so thanks for tuning in. And uh, uh, watch out for uh, um, uh, what Scott's going to be doing in the future. Because as always, it's going to be good. Okay, bye all. Bye.